0: We have a breaking story, though. We're going to come back with that in just a moment. First, this is today on NBC. It's 8.52 here in New York. I'm Bryant Gumbel. We understand that there has been a plane crash on the uh, southern tip of Manhattan. You're looking at the uh, World Trade Center. We understand that a plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. There is one report, as of yet unconfirmed, that a plane has hit of the World Trade Center. There was a loud sound that I, I can only describe as it sounded like a missile, not an airplane. Then there was a loud explosion and immediately lots of screaming. So you have no idea
1: right, right oh, now? Oh, there's another one. Another plane just hit. Right? Oh, my God. Another plane has just hit. It hit another building. It flew right into the middle of it. Explosion. My God, it's right in the middle of the building.
0: It does not appear that there's any kind of an effort up there yet. Now, remember, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That looks like a second plane. Oh, Oh my goodness, there's another one. This
2: seems to be on purpose.
0: Oh, my goodness. Now, now it's obvious, I think, that uh, there's a second plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. I think we have a terrorist act.
1: I'll never forget the morning that I came downstairs to see the look of horror on my mother's face, the tears in her eyes, the fear in her heart, as she stood and looked at the first twin tower on fire. My brother by her side, only 21 months older than myself, but so much wiser about the world. In shock, I said, how could this happen? What a terrible accident. And my brother, in all his knowledge, said, this isn't an accident, this is terrorism. And moments later, we watched as the second plane hit, and then another at the Pentagon, and another in Pennsylvania, all around the world especially in the United States, everyone began to wonder if they were the next target. We lived near an Air Force base. Could that be a target? We lived in a town full of aerospace engineering. Were we a target? For those of us who were young, this was our first experience in terror. We had no idea what we were witnessing that day. I remember going to school in total shock. My second class was history. And for the entire period, my teacher sat there, a grown man, and wept. We didn't do anything in class that day. And we got the greatest history lessons of our life. That day, At 15 years of age, I learned the meaning of fear. I learned the strength in community. I learned the power of fellowship. I watched as Americans rallied around one another. I watched as communities worked together to save one another, to eventually begin to rebuild. And then, as if the people of New York hadn't experienced enough loss. Just a short two months after 9-11, on November 12, 2001, American Airlines Flight 587 crashed in Bell Harbor on the Rockaway Peninsula of Queens, New York, shortly after takeoff. While people were still looking for missing persons from 9-11, holding funerals from those that were lost, another 260 people perished that day. How could these communities ever recover? Now imagine you're a 12-year-old girl living in Queens, New York. You know what has happened, but do you really understand? Do you have the capacity to comprehend the loss. You hear words like Osama bin Laden, Saddam Hussein. You're learning of Iraq and Afghanistan for the first time. You hear phrases like war on terror. But all you really want, really, is to pretend to study for your math test, but to really care about your volleyball game. All you want is to chat with your friends about your favorite songs, or quote your favorite movies. You want to feign like you're paying attention in English class when really be thinking about your new crush. So when your parents let go of their grip a little bit, let go of their fear a little bit, and let you go back to normal a little bit, that's what you do. So imagine you and your best friend go for a walk the same walk that you've taken many times before. And now it's spring. The grass is turning green and the birds are chirping and your town is healing and you're walking to your favorite park just to go hang out. When suddenly, something catches your attention. Your friend notices it too. It's impossible it's unbelievable it's otherworldly you both look at each other and recognize that the other has seen it and when you look back it's gone in an instant in the blink of an eye what would you do where would you go what would you think who would you tell And if you told somebody, would they believe you? This is that 12-year-old girl's story. And this is All Things Unexplained. Hello. Hey Tanya, can you hear me? Okay. Hey. Yay! Yeah. Hooray, hooray. <laughs> Okay. You would think with all of Usually this technology. Yeah,
2: because it says spam risk. And I was like, it's got to be them. I'll answer this
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Glad you answered. And thank you so much for coming on and being willing to tell us your story. Yeah, of course. No problem. Yeah. Tanya and I met at, um, at one of those little mom and me kids classes here where I currently live and she had just moved here and I had just moved here and we both seemed relatively normal and we both had kids the same age and we kind of latched onto each other, like, help me get through this time in my life. (laughs) And then we did exactly. So I, um, was very sad when Tanya moved away. So the way that this all went down was after we recorded our first podcast with Mr. Billy about his UFO sightings in Flora, Mississippi, I posted a little Facebook blurb that just said, you know, hey, check out my new podcast. We talk about everything from UFOs to Bigfoot or what have you. And Tanya messaged me and said, do you guys actually talk about UFOs? (laughs) Like, yeah, we really do. (laughs) Like our first one's about that. And, you know, I never know what my friends are going to think when I say that I'm doing this podcast on UFOs. And she said, I think I saw one when I was younger. So we've been wanting to make this interview happen for a long time. So thank you, Tanya. Yeah. No, absolutely. So set the scene for me a little bit. You mentioned you were with a friend. Yes. And what were you guys doing?
2: Okay, so my childhood best friend and I, we lived around the corner from one another. And a couple of times a week, I would meet at her house and we would walk to one of the neighborhood parks. And the one that we went to that day was only about four or five blocks away. Now, this is where we both can't remember because this is going back now 20 years when it happened. And we don't know if we were at the entrance of the park already or we were directly across the street. Waiting to cross over to get to the park. Either way, if we were standing in front of the entrance of the park, or we were directly across the street, you cannot miss what we saw. So we kind of we looked up to the sky at the same time, and then we—it was gigantic. The way I I can describe it is, if you've ever seen the movie Independence Day with Will Smith, Mm -hmm. how big it is when it goes over the White House. I know this sounds ridiculous and crazy, but that's how big it was. So we looked up, saw it, and then we both looked at one another in disbelief, like what the hell was that? Looked back up and it was gone that quickly. And I just remember the both of us looking at each other and saying, did you just see what I saw? And that that was it. I mean it was disc shape, it had lights all around it and it took up the entire sky. And the weird thing for us was we kind of looked around to see if anyone else saw it. And no one was, you know, like making like a big scene, like, oh my God, did you guys see that? So to this day, I mean, only a few people know about this because of the fear of being judged or thinking we're crazy. But only our closest friends, the first people we told about this was our older brothers. And our older brothers, being older brothers, made fun of us, didn't believe us. So, you know, we were embarrassed and we kept it to ourselves for a very long time. And like I said, now only a few people know about it. And I think they believe us. You know? Wow. So
1: what made yeah. you girls look up? What, was it a sound? Was it you just saw something out of the corner no. of your eye? What do you think it was? It was definitely something
2: out of the corner of your eye. I feel like you didn't even have to look directly up to the sky to see it. You know, like even if I, I just, it was that big that we, you know, can't miss it, so. And did it make a sound at all, do you remember? No, there was absolutely no sound. It was there and then it
1: was gone. It was so quick. Man, now when you saw it, was it sitting still or was it moving? Sitting still.
2: It was just there. It was huge. Like, I could see it right now, and then it was gone. It didn't even, it's like, the thing is it didn't even make a sound. Like, being there and going away. I mean, it was that fast.
1: This was in broad daylight.
2: I don't know exactly, like I said, this is 20 years ago, so, but it was during the day.
1: Do you remember what time of year it was? Like, were you guys just getting out of school, or was it summertime and you were heading to the park? I want to say we were 12 years old when it happened, and it was probably after
2: school. So maybe around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was warm outside. I want to say springtime.
1: And now afterwards, you guys look around. Nobody else seems to be making a face of, like, what on earth was that? I don't know. Would you say that there were a lot of people outside at the time, or it was just a couple of sporadic people here and there?
2: Yeah, people here and there. It wasn't really busy. But, yeah, I mean, that was the weird part because we looked around and literally nobody was, like, making a fuss about what was just there. So, you know, at first the questioning did we really saw what we saw? But the thing is, my friend that I saw with, she is extremely blunt. She is straightforward. And if I had seen this sign myself and I told her what I saw, she would laugh in my face and be like, you're ridiculous. You did not see anything like that, Tanya, like stop. Because growing up, I was known to exaggerate a little bit about stuff, but the fact that my friend was with me makes it that more believable. I mean, maybe 10, 15 other people in the park. So there's the park and then the street in the park, there's a huge like basketball um, area. So there was probably people playing basketball over there and people walking around. It wasn't crazy busy. I don't remember it being crazy busy. Forest Park. It's just a whole big area of where we grew up at. I feel like when you see something like that, you're in such disbelief that you forget about anyone else that's really around you. And you, you know, at that yeah. age too. Definitely so at I that age. Maybe, so, yeah. I mean, after we saw we walk back home because like all right we're gonna let's just go back home because
1: we need to talk about <laughs> yeah that was really my question like did you guys go to the park did you head home no and, yeah 12 not. 12 13 years old you don't go up to like adults around you and be like did you just see what I saw like, you're so unsure of no. yourself as it is at that age but then to start telling like you said telling your brothers or whatever that what you saw and them not believing you it definitely makes you want to clam up
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, to this day, if, like, we're with our friends that know about it, and for some reason it's brought up, we kind of joke about it still. You know, it's one of those things. But we hardly talk about it unless it's, like, randomly brought up. I think we were just in shock. I don't ever really remember being, like, scared. I think it was just more a feeling of being shocked and, like, kind of speechless.
1: So, you know, because we know
2: what we saw, like
1: right.
2: I could say a hundred and like ten percent, I we know what we saw. And at that age, you know, we're like, twelve years old. We weren't, you know, you know, drinking alcohol or doing heavy drugs. <laughs> right. we're hundred percent sober, so we've not an excuse. So. Yeah.
1: So you, okay, your husband is in the military. You know a little bit about military vehicles and crafts and what have you. Have you since seen anything like it that might be government created? Or was this just completely different than anything you had ever seen before?
2: Probably different from anything I've ever seen
1: before, for sure. Especially and like, people
2: who see you both, you know, they're like small, they see like a flashing light in the sky and they're tiny, you know. It yeah. wasn't tiny. When I tell you it took up the entire sky, it took up
1: like, the entire
2: sky. That's
1: so it what sounds makes- similar. Oh. It actually sounds similar to what Mr. Billy was seeing in Flora, Mississippi. Really? I mean the way, yeah, the way that you described it with like the saucer <laughs> and the lights. I mean that's what he described. He saw several times that he and several sheriffs saw. Um, together so I mean you're not the only person seeing these things the question is you know what are they where are they coming from who else is seeing them and not saying anything for the same reasons that you chose not to to be honest
2: I mean you would think that it would be really like far away from you this particular thing that we saw was fairly like close to like I guess us I mean I feel like it was, it was hovering, but it was like, it was close. It wasn't like far out there, you know, where you, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to explain, to be honest. I just felt like it was it was closer than it should have been.
1: Yeah. Sure. <laughs> closer than that you extent. were comfortable with it being, for I, sure.
2: Yeah. Like I, like I said, this is such like a long time ago, so I'm trying to remember as much as I possibly can. But I just remember it being so big so close to us that I feel like it shouldn't have been that close and then gone within seconds.
1: Crazy.
0: You are listening to All Things Unexplained. It's crystal clear, uh, you know, fall mornings, uh, kind of a little cool, but but clear. Uh, so it's not...
2: Where is second? Second, where are yeah. the
0: stories? At this point, there's one unconfirmed report that this could have been a 767, but that, again, is unconfirmed. Again, we're told that uh, some sort of aircraft did strike homes uh, in the Rockaway Beach area of New York City. There is a major response going on some sort of aircraft believed to be according to one unconfirmed report a 767 yeah we're told now as you could probably hear they're off camera that's the Bell Harbor section of the Rockaways and it's apparently 9:15 this morning that we're told this went down uh, it seems to be a Uh, 129th Street and Newport Avenue and it appears that it it could have been, is that confirmed, unconfirmed? Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed that it's a Boeing 767.
2: The shot that we're looking at right now is coming over Kennedy Airport. Now what you're looking at, these plumes of smoke, are coming from Beach 129th Street at Newport
1: Avenue.
0: At about them, this morning, we got word of an American Airlines plan en route to New York crashing in Queens, New York.
2: Now there, it was there was like a laundry mat on across the street from the park and a bodega is yeah, the object itself uh, um it's literally ab- right above us i mean it t- it covered the park it covered the the basketball um area it covered over the, the laundry mat and the, uh, you know the uh, bodega it was that sometimes explain like it's it was that big it like literally was like the, the ufo that they see in independence day that's like the best way i could describe it like how it covered over the white house and it's, so gigantic that it takes up such a huge part of the sky that's
1: how it was wow i mean this thing is like I mean, it huge like, and hovering and you said hovering right I mean, like it's not moving in any direction it's just sitting there right above you
2: it's just sitting there and i wish that i could tell you more and get more details about it if it was there longer you know what i mean it i tell you from the minute we looked up saw it looked at each other like i'm sorry i'm I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this thing, but what we actually said was, (laughs) holy shit, did you just just see that? And then we looked up, and then it was completely gone. It was gone. And that was it. That's how fast everything happened.
1: That is so wild.
2: It is. And as a 12-year-old, I think when you see something that big, it feels way closer than it probably, you know, is. It made no movement. (laughs) It just... The, I remember a light and it's was so. sitting there, and I, it kind of, it was like, it was gray. I remember the color was gray, and it had, it was like detailed. I I, I just, I don't know. I just remember it gray lights all around it. The whole entire thing had lights around it, and there was a little bit like markings in it were looking at it and we looked at each other and then looked back up probably within like five to seven seconds of the time Man.
1: just makes you wonder yeah. how many things we all are missing every day especially now with cell phones because everybody is looking at their cell phones all the time if anybody has one second to spare they're looking down at their cell phone so what is happening above us that we're all missing <laughs> all the time no i know it it's really crazy to think about. I think
2: um, UFOs and, you know, the, the strange phenomena, the unknown and all that, it's, it's fascinating.
1: It is fascinating. Were, was that something that you were interested in before this sighting? Or is that something that just no. only after <laughs> you thought? <laughs> okay, so that you know, describe, of, like, like, UFOs. what would you say you were like when you were 12 or 13? What were some of the things that you remember being into or thinking about or talking about when you were that old? I mean, well, the girl that I was
2: with, we were on the volleyball team together. So we were really super into sports and everything and music and I guess whatever 12 year olds are, are into, oh, you know, yes. girly stuff. We like to ride bikes. That was one of our huge things. We always used to ride our bikes all around that park all the time.
1: Was, oh. I knew we were I knew we were meant to be friends. I was playing volleyball at twelve or thirteen as well. <laughs> yeah. And I went to high school and played at ten. It was yeah, good old days.
2: You were listening to all things unexplained. It was a beautiful day. It was it was sunny.
1: And in the, in the skies were, like, super clear.
2: Everything was was calm.
1: So now after yeah. you saw it, so you see this giant thing in the sky. It's hovering. It's not making a noise. It's got these lights on it. It's not disturbing anything. It's gone in five seconds. Okay. free sighting you were not into UFOs or anything like that. Did no. that make you start questioning everything afterwards? Or were you kind of like, well, you know, I saw something and nobody really believes me, and so I'm just gonna move on. Honestly, CJ,
2: I think it was more that I think we both kind of discussed it and both told each other that we weren't going to tell anybody about it because we just didn't want to be made fun of or make us seem like we were crazy. And I we, we moved on, to be honest,
1: yeah, I, that's what I remember. So you told your brothers, they both made fun of you. Of Do you recall yes. telling anybody else at that time? Any other friends? No, we didn't, that for a long time. Not for a long time. So and when did you finally start feeling comfortable enough to tell people?
2: Um, I don't know. maybe like senior year of like high school. Wow. Going into like college, we waited a long time. It was one of those things that we spoke about with one another by ourselves, if it was ever brought up. Like, even now, you know, 32 years old, like, if, cause, you know, she, she lives in New York, and right now I'm in California. And if we have, when we do see each other, like, we'll always bring it up. Like, remember that time? She's like, yeah. Tanya, yes, I remember that time.
1: How can you forget? <laughs> and so, like, I can't believe it. So you're now a senior in high school. You're slightly more confident. I mean, 12 and 13. To be a 12 and 13-year-old girl is terrifying as it is. Everybody's just so unsure of themselves. So senior year, you start to feel a little bit more in your skin. And so you start telling your friends, okay, we saw this thing back when we were 12. What was their reaction then? Well, we didn't tell a lot of people, honestly.
2: She's probably told... We all, we have mutual friends. A lot of our friends just are mutual and she'll have, she has, you know, her own friends, a couple of them that she maybe had told like two other friends that we're not mutual friends with, but um, our mutual friends that we told, uh, I think it's a kind of a shock to them. They're like, what? There's no way you saw that. Blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, well you don't have to believe us, but we did see it. Okay. And like I said, mentioned earlier with the girl that I saw it with, um, it makes it more believable because she would never make up
1: something like this. Yeah.
2: Well, even just
1: when you told me, because, you know, we know each other pretty well. We've hung out a lot. We've hung out with our kids. It's not, you never brought it up with me. You never brought up, you know, (laughs) anything, anything, even in the realm. Right. So when you messaged me, you were like, girl, listen, (laughs) like I had this experience. I was like, really? That is crazy. That, I mean, this is big. This is, this is a big experience that you no, haven't really shared. So there's yeah. others out there. No. The thing that, like I
2: said, I keep on mentioning that movie, Independence Day, is because that's what I can really compare it to. Because, you know, you picture UFOs being these small, you know, um, being small, and it seems so far away. But I think the fact that this thing was so big, it just felt so much closer to us it was gigantic I don't think something was in control of it I also the fact is like I don't remember being scared either like I said I think it was just more of a shock like I don't think it was there to do harm like I didn't feel any bad with it being there but then again it was so quick that I didn't get to even feel anything other than shock because it was you know there and gone I remember the lights were on all around it, all around it, and they were just on. They weren't pulsating, they weren't blinking. Nothing, they were just, the lights
1: were on. Now, could you see anything, anything but the bottom up. of it? Were you able to see the sides or were you just looking at the bottom of it? Well, just underneath it, I can, we just saw the bottom of it. That was it.
2: Wild. I know, I know. I really wanted to get my friend to come on the podcast with me. But, you know, it's okay, you know. I respect her, you know, not wanting to
1: do it. but So, now, have you guys since told, like, your family and your parents? And is this going to be the first your parents hear of this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm pretty – I've told my mom. And, you know – She's just like, that's wild. That's crazy. That's just, you know, they don't make a big deal about it. You know, I told my husband and he believes that there's obviously life beyond earth. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: he believes that I saw it, you know, because why would I want to make something up like this? Right. I definitely think that we saw a, no, I don't think we definitely saw a UFO or some strange
1: phenomena in the sky. And do you think it was of this planet or from somewhere else? No, I think it was from somewhere else. Awesome. That's so cool. I sound crazy. <laughs> I mean, based on the way you described it with the hovering and the no sound and um, and no, you don't. I mean, honestly, the more we do this show, the more that we hear from people who have similar stories. And I, I haven't yeah. known any of these people personally. So to know you personally and to hear this from you, like I have zero reason to think that you would make this up. Making this up does not yeah. benefit you in any way, shape or form. No. especially given sort of the naysayers and the critical thinkers in this in this country in this world even. Um, so I mean, it's no, just absolutely. wild to hear the whole story. like I feel like
2: with this kind of stuff, you have to have an open mind when it comes to the unknown. Um, like my friend and I saw what we saw and whether people want to believe us or not. Is up to them. I respect their thoughts. I respect their beliefs. You know, that day we, we saw what, you know, a UFO.
1: Awesome. I well, do. Tanya, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and being brave enough to do so. Is there anything else that you want to share about that day or about life since that day? Um, No, I'm just... I'm glad I got to speak
2: with you guys. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was super nervous. I, I'm i still kind of shaking. <laughs> I'm not <going> to lie. <laughs> but um, No, this was fun. And I'm really, really happy that I was able to contribute to this super cool podcast that you guys are doing. Aww, thank you. Of course. Of course. My pleasure.
0: This has been... All Things Unexplained.